You're listening to Boomers Today with your host, Frank Sampson. Welcome everyone to Boomers Today. I'm Cynthia Perthews and I'm filling in today for Frank Sampson. And I am honored to have Marianne Troy. And Marianne is a family consultant at the Alzheimer's Support Network, which is physically located in Naples, Florida. So welcome, Marianne. Thanks for coming today. Thank you, my honor. Now, while your group is physically, as I mentioned, physically located in Naples, Florida, I know that you were able to help families in various locations. So before we discuss that, can you help me understand exactly how a support network or the Alzheimer's support network helps families? Probably the best way that we help families is to realize that number one, we're not gonna charge them to come and find out what's going on. Number two, that we get it, we understand the disease, we understand the frustrations and the challenges. We'll do a family meeting with them and their loved one or family member or not, whatever works for that family, and then invite them into an appropriate support group or just stay connected by phone. So we really let the families um, tell us what they need and how we can help them best. And when you say families, these are families of who? The, it would be the usually the spouse or the, the adult child of someone with a brain change. Okay. And so give me the definition of brain change, how you, how you see that, what your clientele. So your name is the Alzheimer's Support Network. Right. Right. And, um, and our first, very first person is the father of our founders who did have Alzheimer's. And we wanted, they wanted to give a voice to Alzheimer's because it wasn't very popular in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And, but now we, but we've always worked with any kind of brain change. And, and we use the word brain change instead of dementia because dementia really is not a diagnosis. And it's a, a, it's a group of symptoms and it's a severity rating. So it's, it's, um, it's like if someone told you you had cancer, but didn't tell you what kind you had, you know, it's like, it, so brain change, is, it seems to be a word that people with brain change, as well as family members uh, can go with because it's a little bit nebulous to find out exactly what is going on with the individual's brain to begin with. And I think um, sometimes it really doesn't matter uh, in your situation or, or what you're trying to support. And also in, in the work that we do, it doesn't really matter what the name of it is or, you know, kind of, you mentioned what type of cancer it is or what type of brain change it is, because, um, you know, there's a saying that if you've met one person with Alzheimer's, you've met one person with Alzheimer's. And that's true that all of these families may have individual situations going on, but there is some commonality in these brain changes, whether it's Alzheimer's or Lewy bodies or a number of the other 30 plus types of brain change. Or 120 types. Um, it depends on who you read. Uh, but it, it does make a difference if it's a Lewy body dementia or if it's a frontal temporal dementia. Mm-hmm. Actually, it, it matters because they all have different, um, you know, personalities. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. However, Lewy body in particular has adverse effects with medication and the family needs to know that and they need to educate their medical their medical helpers with that, because not everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. 
So um, if we go into the background a little bit more about the Alzheimer's Support Network, you know, you, you talk about the fact that it was started um, in the 80s by a family uh, and their, their father had Alzheimer's um, a brain change. And you've told a story before about the Christmas tree and that they came down. I'd love for you to tell that story because I, I think it's just so real world. It is real world, especially in the 80s. It was in 82 that we were actually founded, but the family came down to visit the Christmas before and um, they had their two young boys with them. And mom hadn't been able to talk with her father because, because he was always traveling or out in the yard working and her mom just was not letting him get on the phone with her. So they got down here without any idea of what was going on with him. Uh, and it was an Alzheimer's uh, disease that he had, but they didn't even know that. And so they got they got there to the house with their two little boys. The Christmas tree was on the side on its side in the foyer. No gifts for the two little boys, and mom was like going nuts, you know, like I hardly handling this anymore. So they they really missed the whole first part of the disease because mom was trying to save face for her husband. And that saving face, especially in the 80s at that time, was really important. It was looked at, you know, it's like a mental illness, you know, you hide it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so not only for saving face for her husband in front of her children, but sometimes we see families who are saving face for public. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, with the golf he was, yeah. yeah, he was a very high powered executive. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was with Pfizer, in fact, when they first started using lasers. And so he really was internationally known and she, she just had to help him save face, you know? Well, and, and I know you've heard the story where I, you know, I talk about the fact that my father had Alzheimer's and that's how I got into the business that I'm in. But when I think back on it, my grandmother had what they called old timers at that time. And my mm -hmm. great had senility. And so yep. when, you know, but now we know that that was probably Alzheimer's, you know, the senility and the old timers, just what they called it. But um, when my mother called to tell me that my father had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I said, oh, that's great, mom. Great. Okay. I've got to go take this one to soccer practice and this one's going to college and I've got this going on with my job. And, and I said, okay, yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me know. And then when I called my sister and asked her, I said, did mom call you? And she said, well, sure, she called. She wanted to let me know that dad has this Alzheimer's thing. And I said, well, what'd you say? She goes, oh, mom's got it. She'll take care of it. And we really didn't understand the full impact of what was going on in their lives until my mother died. And as you know, you know, we, we know being yeah. in this industry, there, you know, there's a number that says that, you know, 67% of the caregivers die before the person they're caring for. And that leaves that person that they're caring for in a terrible position as well as the families. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that was the kind of thing that, that still goes on and that still happens and people still try to protect and keep that information secret from families and friends. We, I can still remember, in, especially in our old office, we had a, a beauty parlor on the first floor, we were on the second. And the, the men would drop their wives off and they run up the stairs and they come in our back door and they'd want to talk about their wife. And if we give them a book, they put it in the trunk of their car, you know, just on eggshells. And then they go pick up their wife who had her hair done. I mean, it's, it was just, 
thank God it's a whole different world about that now. It's a whole different world, thank yes. God. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, because I think that it used to be um, thought of together with mental illness, which that's yes. a whole world as well. But those things are not, uh, are very rarely in the control of the human being who has these things. Right. So, and that's exactly. what we need to understand. Um, yeah. So I know that um, that we we talked about the Alzheimer's Support Network, and we're going to come back to that in a minute. But I'd love to know your background and how you got involved with this this great um, cause. Well, it was in uh, 1993 that I uh, went to work for a home health care agency here in Naples, and the very first client they sent me to was a lady who was full care, bedridden and Parkinsonian type. Uh, and now that I would, now I know that she was Louie Body. I had no idea how to care for her, but she taught me, she taught me so much. But mostly what she taught me was to be present with her. Cause if I wasn't present, she would either pinch me or kick me. <laughs> and she was in a wheelchair and she could get me. And, and so I learned, she taught me how to be present and then go with the flow with her. And I just fell in love with her. I fell in love with being able to make a difference in her life and in her husband's life. Mm -hmm. You know, I find that being present with, with my clients and as, as you know, is so very important, but I don't have to do it 24 yeah. seven. And so I will have clients that will say, oh, you're so good with him. Could you come and stay with him? You're so good with him. You're so good, <laughs> you're so good with them. And I can be good with them for a limited period of time because I know I can go to the next person or I can go off and do something else. But people who are caregivers who are with them, they're on 24 seven. And that's yeah. the kind of long support. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think no one really understands that even the children mm -hmm. who get involved by phone or even coming and helping no one knows what that's like 24 seven, unless, and we tell, we tell our spouses, in fact, have your children come for three days and you go someplace else, you get a respite, let them take care of them for three days. Because really a person with any kind of brain change can't hold it together with their social graces for three days. It's just too tiring. Mm -hmm. And so the kids usually get a good idea of what 24 seven is like. Right, right. Um, yes, yeah. even when I understood what was going on with my father, it was three days that I came and spent the weekend with him and I was cleaning out a storage facility that had been delivered to his home and I would throw things away and he would come behind me and I, <laughs> away. And right. I, I went and bought a, a, a shredder and said, sit here and watch football and shred. And he would shred for a little while, and then he would be bringing those those things that were unshredded back and putting them back in the storage unit. So at, at three days, absolutely, I, this is what is going on, and this is not good. So yeah. uh, you're right; three days is a is a good magic number. Um, I'm going to take a quick little break right now. We're going to do a commercial, a little commercial break, and then we'll come back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about not only the uh, the fact that that the Alzheimer's Support Network is local, but how you all affect the rest of the country. And then we're gonna also talk about ways that people who are international, no matter where they are, can find a way to get some help. Sure. So today's sponsor is Senior Care Authority, a national elder care consulting company specializing in senior living. With over 60 locations around the country, 
Senior Care Authority's team of certified senior advisors work in person with older adults and their families to find the best care and living options. If you have questions or need help navigating the maze of senior care and living options, reach out to Senior Care Authority for a free consultation. You can go to SeniorCareAuthority.com to find a local representative and get the help that you need. So we are back. And as I mentioned before the break, what we want to do is what I want to understand is um, for those people who don't understand about Naples, Florida, Naples, Florida is a very interesting, I like to say one of a kind type of location in the fact that the population swells dramatically in the season. And the season is when the snowbirds come when it's really cold in Ohio and they want to be someplace that's sunny. And so they'll start about Thanksgiving and they'll end about spring break or the spring hol religious holidays. And during that time, this, uh, the town of Naples, the city of Naples really swells in population. And when it swells in population, it also swells in the problems with that, with those populations. So if someone has Alzheimer's in Canton, Ohio, they're going to bring it with them and have Alzheimer's in Naples, Florida. And sometimes that Naples, when they come here, their family is entirely someplace else. So I know that you don't necessarily have the number of states that you all have, have touched, but I know you have a couple of little anecdotes about different, how far away your reach is. It's not just Naples. No, and, and we just love the fact that Zoom can keep our families connected with us. And in fact, some families we've never met in person. We have a, a family in Washington State that comes every Thursday afternoon to our support group her, with her and her husband. And then we've got a gal who, and, and she found us through a sister-in-law. That's how she found us. But we got a gal in Texas that found us on the internet and she's been coming to support uh, support groups. And she uh, has a husband in Texas in a memory unit now and a mom in Washington state. We have uh, people, especially now that Ian has uh, hurt so many residents, we have people in Maryland and Indiana and New York. And I mean, they're all over now because it's, now I think with the one problem we have with our, our people that are older than the boomers, is that they're not comfortable with elect the electronic world as such. So Zoom has been a real challenge for a lot of them, but some of them are getting it and they'll get on it. And then that's really nice because they can get in support group. If they have a second computer, they can get their loved one on for the social hour that we run during the support groups. And that's a respite for them. It's a respite at home. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, Zoom has been what I call the unintended positive consequence of COVID and has helped, um, helped you know, me be able to reach my clients and other people that could, could just need some help. Um, you know, I come from a different uh, world and came into this business and do this really to fill my heart. And I just worry sometimes, how can I help as many people who need it? But Zoom has helped us all help them. Yeah. So yeah. while you're, you are um, more, you do have a national footprint in a way, I know that's not something that you all have in your, in your mission statement, that we're going to be a national a national group, but we just oh. by crook have gotten there. What about people who are in places where they um, in in other parts of the world where they they how, how would they find support? What would be a good way? Some good things for them to think about as they're looking for support. 
You know, it's interesting as you, as you say that, I realize that we have people from um, other parts of the world that have found us uh, through the internet and they come on Zoom for some of our support groups. But if, if people can't do that, then I, I always suggest they would look locally and they can look in the phone book, are there phone books? They can look in the newspaper for self-help. Um, they can go to any of the skilled nursing homes, memory units in, and find out if there's any support groups. Hospices, our hospices here do support groups for caregivers and they help us out with some of our support groups that are with our grief through the journey and grief after the journey. And so I think those would be some to be creative and just ask questions and get out there and look. Mm -hmm. Good, that's very good advice. Now, one of the last things we, we've, we've got a few minutes, but I wanna talk about um, a fundraiser that you all do. You're a nonprofit and you operate um, at the, at the um, with people who have been able to donate money to help you all yes. stay in business. And you've been in business how many years now? 40, 40 this year. And so that is a big engine to keep, to keep pushing and chugging along. And so you have one major fundraiser year and it's called Elephant Fest. And we're this tiny little sponsor. This is our first year to be involved with that. But one of the things we love about that idea is that we're going to be, you know, I have team members who are bringing their children and grandchildren to Elephant Fest and not to give away because I'm going to let you tell where it is um, and the story behind Elephant Fest. Um, so tell us, tell us about Elephant Fest. Why is it called Elephant Fest? So in Naples, Florida, we have a wonderful zoo that was founded by the Tetzloff family. Uh, Nancy Jane and her husband, Jungle Larry, and they're still called Jungle Larry's, I believe. And so uh, they had gotten to know us, our, our founders actually, because of a dementia, a brain change in uh, one of her, I think it was her parent, her mom. And so we helped them. And, and so we, 27 years ago was the first time that we held our event in the zoo because they said, we will let you have the zoo. We have elephants that are new and we want to get the word out. And so if you will put the word out to come see the elephants in the zoo, you can have it free of charge. And so that's what we did. So we, we called it the Elephant Fest and we send out notice to that to 5,000, I think it's at least 5,000 on our mailing list. And so the word got out that they had elephants and they did have elephants and I rode one. So I know they really had elephants. Since then, it's just not a big enough venue for elephants and they have, don't have that. But still, elephants don't forget, elephants are logo. It's really still appropriate. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, it's, it's the thrill that I have is the fact that we have these children in our group that are coming children and grandchildren. They not only get to see what their parents are doing that, that work on my team to help other people. And so they, maybe it gives them a little bit more understanding, but it also begins to normalize when we have discussions about Alzheimer's, uh, brain change diseases, or just death in general, it's a good way to normalize it by making sure we're including these younger generations, much younger generations. So it's more, uh, it's easier for them and it's more common for them to have those discussions. You know, Maria Shriver has done a great job with getting the word out and how to talk to children about it. It's really wonderful, but tell them to be sure to be there by 10 because that's when we're going to be having our tribute to those who uh, we don't want to forget. Okay, well, we'll, we will make sure that they're there by 10. Yeah, good.
So your information is going to be in this podcast uh, piece, but I'd love for you to just give us some information yourself. If we want to get in, if someone wants to get in touch with you or someone wants to get in touch with the Alzheimer's Support Network, how do they reach you? So um, we do, our phone number gets gets you to an answering service if we don't answer it live. So that's 24-7. That's uh, 239-262-8388. That's been our same phone number for 80 year, or for 40 years. Uh, we also have a website, but it's being redone. But it's www.support.network. And so be patient with us, but it has our calendar on there. And if you open to the calendar, it has the links on there for the Zoom links for anyone anywhere. And they can just click on the meeting that they're interested in. It'll be live. Okay, good. Like I said, I know, I know that you all don't have a mission statement to reach the world, um, but the more people that you reach, the more people that you help. And so I'm sure you're, and, and especially now that we have Zoom, you don't have to worry about getting any extra chairs in the room for people, right. so as many as you can help. Again, there's, I, I'm sure there's some logistic issues and people don't, the smaller groups, anyway, there's a lot to that, but yes. um, we're just so thrilled as a, as a, a Neapolitan most of the time, we are so thrilled that we have you. And uh, I appreciate you coming on and being with us today because it, uh, it means a lot to our clients that we have some, we have something like you and it means a lot to me personally because of the fact that Alzheimer's is kind of a world that I live in to know that we have that type of support here. Um, so let's, we're going to wrap this up. And, um, you know, I want to tell you thank you, Marianne. Thank you so much for taking Thank you. And also, thank you to the audience for joining us. Again, I'm Cynthia Pulkins with Boomers Today. So join us next time. We navigate You've been listening to Boomers Today with Frank Sampson. To learn more about today's show, visit BoomersTodayRadio.com and join us next time for another edition of Boomers Today.